0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Two Girls. And a few thoughts. Look at you yeah. coming Ooh. through with the enthusiasm nice. and things. Okay. Yes. You were looking like you were two clicks from a nap before, but now you're up and ready to go.
1: I am always two clicks from a nap, <laughs> honey.
0: <laughs> always. Oh, look at that. You stay trying to have a singing moment. Don't you love it? No. You we covered this in a previous me. episode and just throughout the entirety of our friendship and our life.
1: You know, singing denotes joy.
0: Oh, is that so? hmm mm, That's why you like singing so much, because you're, you know, what do you call that? Uh, like a uh, an exhausting seeker of joy of all things. Indeed. I wanted to say something else, but I couldn't remember the word. It's because you have no joy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh darn it, there you figured certain, it out.
1: There's a certain level of exuberance that mm. is needed when you research joy, when you live in joy, when you breathe joy, and that's where I'm at in life.
0: Wow. But you're not researching or any of it, right? Like you're just no. like experiencing and living and doing all that stuff.
1: Absolutely, just experiencing. Don't get me wrong, there are some not so joyful moments.
0: Absolutely.
1: But my goal is always to live in joy.
0: Oh my I god! I thought it was the living pleasure.
1: I feel like I want this living joy thing. It feels like it rolls off the tongue a little bit, no?
0: You know what I love about this? I love how you got on this microphone and you acted like you were so about this. But Ooh. when we were off microphone, not being recorded, you almost laughed me to scone about this joy thing. But no, you're totally into it. Bitchin, nah. it's actually your brand. I don't
1: misrepresent because what you really were talking about was joy research, which is and a thing. People having a master's in joy research, I think is laughable. Although I would love to have that conversation. Cute. I'm all about it. But I am someone who loves the idea of joy, loves the idea of Certainly. In joy. So I'm I'm about it. So this ain't different from five minutes ago. This is the same shit.
0: Whatever. You just here for the shits and giggles. However, whatever path takes you to get there.
1: Absolutely. That's what yeah. it's about for
0: me. But Ijama, if you're listening, shout out to you. Um, I was actually telling Tanya about that conversation that you and I had about joy on your podcast, um, sisters who glow. And Ooh. so I would love to be able to talk to you more about it on our podcast, you know love wink, wink. that
1: we might be able to learn a thing or two about living in joy
0: absolutely would be able to learn a two, a thing or two about living in joy yes. Well talking about like living in joy and life and purpose and all this other stuff i know that you are a appreciator of beyonce god forbid i say fan because oh my god i'm a fan of no one you know it um but we were talking about how That letter that she penned to like all of her Virgos, like Mm -hmm. it was so, it was so resonant for me. um, This particular line that she said, and it goes, there's a freedom and liberation knowing that I've made it to the other side of my sacrifice. And then she goes on to say, I'm finally giving myself permission to enjoy the seeds I've worked so hard to plant my whole life. And I was like, girl, Beyonce, yes. Yes. Like, indeed. that really hit for me. The idea of you have the freedom and the liberation that you've been sacrificing for a grinding, for a working so hard for. And like, you finally now get to see it and live it and experience it. I mean, I can't say that I am already at the other side of my sacrifice, but it's so resonated with me because it's like, here is it, you are on the journey and it just reminds you of there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, it is like seriously my favorite quote of like right now, like it's giving me affirmations motivation of all sorts like on some like hit the soul i want to put it on my freaking sticky note on my mirror i want to put it on my vision board that i haven't done all year <laughs> <Wild>. <laughs> but now i'm inspired to really like it lit a fire in me it lit a fire in me what I mean, did you I think, think
1: that's really cool i I think what resonates the most for me is the idea of being able to look look back at the age of 40 and think about all of the journey, right? The sacrifices, the wins, like everything along the way that has gotten you to this point that you can now look back and say, now I can enjoy the fruits of my labor. But mm-hmm. I also find some problems with that, right? Because... I am someone, like you said, who mm-hmm. is a pleasure seeker. Yes. So I find significant problems with delayed gratification. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea of sacrifice is off-putting for me in a lot of ways. I so know. It's like
0: a dirty word for it's y'all. It's like such a dirty sacrifice? word for me. Sacrifice?
1: Yes. Why? Like, I I don't I'm not really clear on the why yet. You know I could probably figure this out um, in therapy at some point. Mm -hmm. But I find that when I think about sacrifice and delayed gratification, it doesn't feel good when I marry that with the idea of life is short, tomorrow is not promised. You know nothing is guaranteed. So how do I align that with the idea of having a great time in my life and enjoying every moment and finding joy and finding pleasure, but at the same time delaying my gratification and sacrificing until I get to the age of 40 so that I can feel how Beyonce feels today,
0: that it was all worth it. Well, that is so much being said there. I have Mm -hmm. a couple... Thoughts, reactions, offerings. One, it's interesting hearing you say that because you're someone that thinks so abundantly all the Uh time. And you've helped me and my journey of like thinking more abundantly. And so the idea that you also started that sentence and that whole thing with like life is so short. Mm hmm. It just feels so finite, which is yeah. something that I don't usually hear you express. Mm-hmm. But it's like the reality of it, right? Like we're only here for a limited time. Um, but that was my initial reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and then thinking about the idea of like sacrifice, delayed gratification. I mean, I don't mind the idea of sacrifice. Because there's a very pragmatic part of me, as you know. And I Mm -hmm. think that it's just like one of those things that have to be done. My biggest challenge with the idea of sacrifice is more so, not even the idea of it. It's the action that comes with it. Mm -hmm. It requires a lot of like grinding, a lot of hard work, a lot of not having time in abundance. Like yeah. a lot of things that I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm not at your end of the spectrum where I'm constantly seeking pleasure, but I really like balance. Yeah. Like I'm I'm ambitious and I'm driven, but then when I think about the amount of work, sacrifice, time spent, sleepless nights that it takes to require one to live their quote unquote dreams or get to the desired life that they want to get to, I'm just like, do I really want to do that? Mm-hmm. It just feels so exhausting.
1: Yeah. I mean, everyone talks about the grind being important in order to get to where you want to be. Yes. Or the grind being necessary in order for you to have the life that you want. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, when I think about the grind and the sacrifices and all those things, of course, that feels dirty. But the reality is that there are going to be Decisions that we're making—that is, in fact, a sacrifice, whether we call it that or not. Like when I think about my life right now, like I spend a lot of time at work, so much time. Do you live so there? So much time. Sometimes I do live there. <laughs> um, I mean, we do have blankets and things, so right. Who knows? Who knows? But um, I recognize that I spend a lot of my life there. I spend a lot of my time there. I put in a lot of effort in order for me to be successful. And I do often think about what this hard work will mean in the future. So to that end, I suppose it's a sacrifice, right? right? If, if we were to give it language. If we were to give it language, if we wanted to label a thing a thing, sure. You know, we could call it a sacrifice. Don't you love definition? Oh, my gosh. You love definitions, But then sometimes, you know, you've taught me to be in the gray. Oh. And gray things don't need language. There we go. Hello. love gray. They're just great. Um, But I recognize that the things that I'm doing is for the purpose of getting to this level of freedom, which is a big theme for me in my life, that I would want when I do turn 40, in the same way that Beyonce is experiencing this freedom. But at the same time, I also want to feel like I'm living my life now. I want to feel like I'm experiencing joy and I'm experiencing pleasure and I am feeling some level of balance, like mm-hmm. you say, in the sense of, like, I work hard, but I also want to know that I'm also playing hard. And I think I was I was telling you that, you know, like when I was in my 20s and I really thought about where I wanted to go in my life, yeah. I really thought about, okay, so I'm 20-something. When I hit mm-hmm. 30, I want to be at six figures, and that's mm-hmm. a must-do whatever the case was. Yes. But for me, there was no consideration of how... To get there. I just right. knew that the career that I'm in, that is where I wanna be when I turn 30. And it didn't matter if it was a job that was enjoyable. I didn't it didn't matter if it was fun, pleasurable, any of those things. I just knew that in this particular part of my life, whatever it took, no matter the pain and I guess the sacrifice, that's where I wanted to be when I turned thirty. And now I'm in my mid-30s, I'm thinking, okay, so how do I make sure that I continue to grow so that I can retire early? Because, in fact, I don't want to work 9 to 5. I don't want to give anybody 40 or 50 hours of my life every single week. So I just don't want to do that. For you, it's, it's 9 to 9. It's 9 to 9. It's wild. Yeah, it's like really, really wild to think about the fact that I'm approaching 40. Yes, absolutely approaching 40. and because
0: that means I'm also approaching, and I don't want to do that yet.
1: Yeah, I don't think you have a choice. (laughs) (laughs) So, you got to start thinking about, well, what happens when you turn 40? Mm -hmm. And for me, that means... I don't want to be in a place where I have to go to work every day and give a company 40 to 50 hours of my time. And 60 to 70
0: sometimes. Yeah,
1: I, I don't want to do that. So yeah. this is where, for me, being that pleasure seeker and being that joy seeker becomes super important because, for me, true, true joy and true pleasure looks like I wake up whenever the fuck I want to. Mm-hmm. I have an amazing day of fun-filled activities. Mm-hmm. For, brunching, happy hours, drinks, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just so many things that I feel like would be amazing, Uh um, and don't involve me going to a company in order to do things that I don't want to do in exchange for money.
0: Definitely. Definitely. And that's where I'm at. When I heard you talking about that just now, I thought you were going to go through your whole, like, visualization of, like, what my day looks like when I am X person and that feeling that comes along with it. Oh, my
1: gosh. That was so good. So a few years ago, for the audience, of course, we went to this workshop that was called, um, I think it was called Stop Dreaming and Start... uh, Living or start planning, or something like that, and it was hosted by a Kimberly career coach
0: Cummings? called
1: Kimberly Cummings. Right? Manifest
0: it, Yourself is her brand.
1: Yes, shout and out to her! Shout out to her. I think she also has her own podcast and a book, and amazing. And yes, the workshop was so amazing because it kind of helps you to jumpstart the things that you want in your life right. by. Um, being able to visualize what you want and being able to kind of write those thoughts down and plan for your future. Uh So we did this workshop together several years ago. And one of the exercises was to close your eyes and visualize your perfect day. And what did that look like for you? And once you figure out that visualization, then you start working towards that goal, which I thought was amazing. So When I closed my eyes and I visualized my perfect day, I woke up in an all-white, sun-filled room. Mm -hmm. I looked across the room, and it was floor-to-ceiling glass windows. Looking through the glass windows, I could see nothing but lush green fields and a beach in the distance,
0: It's the detail for me right now, though. It is. Wasn't this like five, six years ago when we did this? And you remember all of this? I do. Wow. Because I always
1: come back to this. Because I remind myself that this is what I want. This is what I want my life to look like. So even in the absence of a vision board, like the vision is so vivid in my mind. Yeah. So, anywho, I wake up in the sun-filled room. I'm looking out at lush, green, like, forest-like, and there's a beach in the distance, which I can see from my floor-to-ceiling windows, Mm -hmm. and I wake up sometime in the middle of the day, like, around 11 a.m., Yeah. I wake up at 11 a.m., and I get dressed, and I make a few phone calls in order to check in on my business. A few folks call me, and I'm probably on phone calls for about an hour, just checking in on my business, giving advice, helping them to resolve things on the phone, so about two to three hours of work. I then leave the house after getting dressed to meet up with my husband for lunch, my husband is in a power suit. We meet for lunch. We're outside. Yep, we have wine. We have a beautiful lunch. He then goes back to work. And then I go to what appears to be some sort of charity event. I'm meeting with other ladies. We're talking about how we can better the community. We're talking about how we can take care of kids, etc. And then I meet my girlfriends for happy hour drinks later on in the afternoon. And my girlfriends are all fabulous, and they wear these beautiful dresses and beautiful shoes and beautiful bags and the whole shebang, and it's an amazing lunch, and we, well, happy hour, and we have drinks for hours. And then I make my way home to meet with my husband back at home, and as I'm sitting at the bar in my kitchen with my husband... We are talking about the next trip that we're planning to take. And it feels like the trip is imminent. Like the trip is probably a week or two away. But we're talking about the details of the trip, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, we close off the night. We have a beautiful night with each other, of course. We're like friends in our marriage. We like fuck around with each other and like really have a good time. And right. we go to bed. And I wake up the next time and I do it again.
0: You know, I was here listening Ever so deeply. Mm -hmm. And my first thing is, this is an extraordinary visualization, right? Yes. So, like, kudos to you for having the clarity to be like, this is exactly what I want my life to look like. Mm -hmm. Then the second part of me is wondering, did you really just recall this from five, six years ago? Uh, You just literally just added to this dream just now. Because this was like a two, three minutes long visualization. And it was more like a 60-second exercise when we did it. So here's the thing. So I remember the exercise in the workshop.
1: Over the years, I remind myself of this visualization exercise because I get into points in my life where I'm like, oh man, am I doing what I want to do? Am I getting to this place that is the perfect day? Am I doing all the things to get there? Mm -hmm. So I do actively pull the vision and come back to it. So Potentially over the years, I may have added to it, but the Certainly. way that I am the way that I am remembering it today is probably from the last visualization.
0: Yeah. Interesting. You know,
1: but I will say that the things that have remained true is that I do wake up in the middle of the day. I am doing exactly what I want to do. I only spend two or three hours or so on the phone. Making calls. Making calls, giving advice, consulting essentially to a business that I own. Because my sense in this visualization is that the money is coming in and essentially working for itself.
0: So you're it just needs like, very
1: little manipulation from me, yeah. In order for the money to be made, so I feel yeah. really comfortable, like the the financial. There's no financial concern no. from me. There's I no mean, feeling. There's so much
0: leisure.
1: There's so much leisure. Lady of leisure. Lady of leisure. There's yeah. no concern for me, and I always think back to the fact that, like, mm-hmm. when I visualize this perfect day, it is not that I am. You know, I'm not bogged down with like picking up kids mm-hmm. or dropping off kids i'm not bogged down with i need to get to work or i need to leave work right. or whatever the case is mm-hmm. um, my husband appears to be a power player so the Certainly. whole idea of like that dual income that allows for a certain level of freedom is apparent but there is no stress coming off of me yeah in this perfect day like it's mm-hmm. a feeling of This is what I want. Things are ticking over in the right way. Like, it feels good. Yeah. And, of course, that's probably why it feels like the perfect day. But that's what the dream is for me.
0: Yeah. That's really amazing visualization. On the flip side, Mm -hmm. I cannot tell you any aspect of what my visualization aspect was, which is obviously (laughs) indicative of, like, where you and I fall in this whole relation of visualization, future... I've always felt, one, I, you already know, like, I have a terrible relationship with dreams. Uh-huh. My dreams are terrible. I'm s- fighting in outer space. <laughs> I'm, like, fighting all over the fucking planet. <laughs> like, I don't even understand what's going on. There's a cliff. Many times I'm, like, back home, but it's never, like, the current representation of home. Mm-hmm. there is some sort of like friction and I mean certainly over the last like year or two now that I'm in a better space mentally emotionally physically my dreams are not as like um strife all the time but I hardly ever remember them like yeah. you know like people talk about like you know your dreams have such meanings and I'm just like girl I was dreaming some nonsense like I cannot remember them most times so that's like one thing mm-hmm. but then I, in as much as I am a visual person in like real life, like when I think about like the visualization of what do I want my life to look like, I can see what it looks like in terms of family, friends, my relationship, but I don't have a clear sense of like, what am I doing in terms Mm. of a career or a profession? But do you remember the exercise that we did in that workshop? I remember doing the exercise, and Mm -hmm. I remember thinking, wow, I got some gems, but I don't remember what my day looked like. I mean, Mm -hmm. and if I were to go back to where I was, like, thinking that this was, like, five, six years ago, I did not have a clear idea of what I wanted my career to be. I Mm -hmm. think I would have been at the time still in banking, And at that time, I was like, I kind of want to do operational things, but I didn't have a clear sense of, like, what that would look like.
1: But I don't know that the visualization was about you needing to know those things. I think it was more so being able to think, well, what do you want your life to look like? Not necessarily the details, right? It's not necessarily, like, what are you doing specifically, but... From start to finish when you wake up in the morning what do you feel like where are you yeah. at so what what is that feeling
0: My brain was too foggy to come up with a clearer visualization mm. I like I recall no aspect of it I just remember yeah. I remember actually being in a breather space mm-hmm. and I remember Kimberly she was lovely she, great personality I remember it being engaging I found a lot of value in it but I did not feel the sense of clarity I don't remember the exercise.
1: Well, I mean, it doesn't hurt for you to kind of recall the exercise and do it on your own. Because that's that's what I've been essentially doing over the years. That I think helps to kind of recenter my focus. To kind of remember, this is where I want to go. And uh, then you kind of remind yourself, well, these are the things that I need to do in order to get there.
0: Yeah. You know how I feel about, like, the future, though? It's, like, there's certain things, for the most part, I don't think about, like, too far in advance, which is mm-hmm. interesting because by nature, I'm a planner, I'm very organized, mm-hmm. but when I think about, like, life in that way, I, I find that I'm more living in the moment, mm-hmm. um, and I also just expect the future to be there, in the sense that, like, I, in as much as I know that time is finite, I kind of feel like it's on my side. Yeah. Minus when I'm having like moments of like, oh my fucking God, like what's happening? I'm getting older. Time is flying. Like minus those moments of like, you know, I wouldn't say freak out, but minor like WTF. Yeah. Um, I don't dwell too much thinking about the future. And I've always felt conscious, like not really thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I'm in a space where I f- see a clearer path Um, and I'm really enjoying what I do. And I like, I'm really enjoying my life. Uh It's like you're thinking about, you know, who am I going to be as a mom? Or who am I going to be in my career? And I don't know. I have like a, is it an interesting relationship with working? I feel like the most honest way of describing it is that I'm indifferent. Uh Like I enjoy certain things about work. So I enjoy getting dressed up for work. Uh I enjoy the structure of having a job. Mm-hmm. I enjoy, you know, being able to like interact with people and brainstorm and come up with cool shit and analyze stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but do but I've never wanted to be like working like 60-70 hours a week. Yeah. Like that is not my speed. Like I like remember when I did retail, I was just like I hate this shit, like working I just can't. Like I need my weekends to be free. Mm-hmm. I need it to be balanced. I think about my life being I want it to be financially stable. I want to be comfortable. I want to be able to travel and I want to be able to have experiences. Um, and work is like a work, quote unquote, is like a vehicle for me to get there. Yes, and that's that's as much as I think about it. It's like I don't mind. I like I don't mind it. I do. Like I'm, I'm a different.
1: Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm further on the end of like. Uh, I don't want to do that. And I think fundamentally, most people do not want to work because it's work. Like, it is meant to have a negative connotation.
0: No, I no, think girls, Some people really love to work. People yeah, who are like empire something's building. wrong with them. I don't know. I think that people who are fundamentally building empires, like empire after empire, I think that those folks have a different feeling and perception and relation to the idea of work.
1: And I could get that. I could could get behind the idea of folks that are empire building relate to work differently. Absolutely. But I don't know that they would call it work. I think they might just call it empire building and not necessarily call it work. Maybe. I think when I think about work, I think about I got to get up and go to this place and give this person my time. Right. In exchange for money. And although the money is great, I still have to exchange my time for it. Right. And I think even when you think about the post covid era that we're in, if you can even call it post. Right. There's a lot of folks that have discovered Mm -hmm. remote work, entrepreneurship, like all of these things that are making it less attractive to go to a place and exchange your time for money.
0: Right,
1: and I think for me, for a long time, I have thoughts on myself. I don't want to do that, but I also need to figure out how to get to a place where that is not necessary. Yeah. So, for me, it's kind of a necessary evil for me to go to a place every day and exchange my Indeed. time for money. For many of um, and then at the At the same time, I find myself finding things that are enjoyable about it, right? Like, I love leading people. I love being able to see the impact of my work and the impact of the time spent. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the company that I work for. I love the people that I work with. So Mm -hmm. there are things that I find enjoyable. But if you were to ask me if I wanted to wake up every morning and go to a job at 7 a.m., I'd leave at 7 p.m. or work at 9 to 9 or whatever the right. case is 20 years from now. Like, right. the answer would be absolutely not. Right. So, right? Yeah. You know? But so I get it as a necessary evil, but it's yeah. um, it's hard to, like, really think about, well, what are the steps that I need to put in place in order to get, this vis- get to the vision that I've created?
0: Yeah. What are the steps that I need to create to get to the vision? Again, it it takes us back to the idea of, like, sacrifice. Mm -hmm. What are the actionable steps that we need to take to get there? Yeah. I sometimes, and I shouldn't even say sometimes, more recently, especially now that we're doing this podcasting stuff, um, I think a lot about my time. And I'm just like, it never feels like you have enough time. Mm -hmm. But then there's this level of how can I relate it? It's like, when I think about it in the context of a relationship, right? You're in a relationship, someone, and if you're in the building stage, there is an inherent amount of time that you have to give up in order to build the thing. And I think about all of the sacrifice, the effort that it takes to do so. And I think about how challenging it is to build things And have, like, the same effort be put into other aspects of your life. Uh So, like, I I am now growing to appreciate how if you're, like, a powerful man, woman, person, whatever, there is something that has to be... I don't want to say neglected because neglected feels like such a big word. Uh But something has to give. Right. Like, in order for you to spend your time building this thing that's going to pay off in a couple of years and a few years, it means that I can maybe only do this 15%, uh-huh. 20%, 25%. And I think to myself, Oh my God, like how do people do it? Cause when you're in that building and that grinding stage, I feel so pulled in many different directions. And I think to myself, like, I don't really know how people do this. Like, like the, the folks building empires, the folks who are truly like leaving a global footprint. Uh I think about how much hours, time, like literally blood, sweat, and tears it takes to do that. Uh And I'm like, that just does not feel like my life. Right. Or what my life is supposed to be about. Yeah, I think if you
1: had that visualization process down Uh pat, then you'd be able to figure out whether or not you are intending to be or secretly wanting to be an empire builder. No, I don't want to be an
0: empire builder.
1: Right? Or if you wanted to be someone that ends up in the history books or whatever. Mm -hmm. you know. But you got to get really clear on what that vision is so that you kind of have a mark to aim at. And doing that exercise several years ago has helped me to like, just kind of keep going back to it. Like, this is what I want. This is what I want to get to. Um, and it helps me to even make, like, smaller steps to get to that point. Right. You know, like, in my 20s, I focused so much on being money-driven and getting to X amount of dollars. And mm-hmm. then when I turned 30, I remember thinking to myself, like, I really want to take more trips. Like, I want to see the world. Like, this is a priority for me. Yes. But I spend so much time in my 20s going, no, I can't go on this trip. I don't have the money. Or I have Mm -hmm. to work. Or I have other things going on. And I consciously made the decision at 30 to say, you know what? Someone invites me on a trip. I'm going to say yes, and I'm going to figure it out later. And it has done wonders to feed my soul in the way of traveling. Right. Right. Because I've gotten to see so many beautiful places in the world. And I feel like I have been able to be explorative. I have been able to be in discovery mode. I've been able to be adventurous. And even though in the time and space, I'm like, oh my gosh, like you want me to go to Dubai? That's a crazy expensive trip. But then you think to yourself, hmm. I could probably do this for less than what I think, okay. but then and you have that beautiful experience, and it is invaluable. Right? You know, you might spend a thousand dollars on a trip that's going to be worth lifetimes of experiences for the rest of your life mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. when I think about when I visualize in that moment and being able to plan a trip with my with my husband and feeling like I was comfortable there was no concerns etc like that feeds my soul in the same way like that's the feeling that I would want even if I don't get the entire visual that I created in my mind in that moment I got mm-hmm. a piece of it so it feels like I'm getting myself closer and closer right. to what I've visualized
0: Small rewards while you get there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Listen, I mean, when I hear this too, like outside of the small rewards, I also hear a lot of intentionality, mm-hmm. lots of deciding. Yeah. <clears throat> lots of being like affirmed and continuing to move in the path of your purpose mm-hmm. and continuous checks for clarity. Right, Like, am I, is this what this picture looks like? Like, uh-huh. you know, what is it? Um, I, you know me, I love the, all of the context, the gray, the expansiveness of what something might mean. And I'm leaning into and just acknowledging that it really is like a journey and a marathon uh-huh. and giving myself grace to like f- figuring it out I don't know if I'm ever going to have it fully figured out. Right. But as I continue to be intentional about like putting it, giving it thought and effort and energy, it gets me closer to where I think I need to be. Yeah. So like when I've made the switch over to doing more operational things, like I knew that that was pulling my curiosity uh-huh. I'm like, I'm not a salesperson, like in this way. Like, I don't want to sell you shit. I definitely don't want to sell you financial products. Uh-huh. I can sell people on, and not selling in the word of like, I'm something tangible, like a product, uh-huh. but like an idea. I mean, I like, I, I'm someone that loves discussing ideas. let let's explore it. What's your perspective? What's uh-huh. my perspective? And moving towards being more understanding of where other people are coming from. That sort of stuff. Absolutely. Maybe if we were talking about beauty stuff, I'd be more inclined uh-huh. um, to be selling people. But the idea of selling, I'm like, this doesn't feel right. But thinking about like operational things, right? Like how can I make something more organized? How can I make it more effective? Or And then that led me into working in this environment of thinking about change and how we respond to change and diversity in the workplace and that sort of stuff. I also have always felt like, I would be great in a a capacity of like dealing with people
1: and Mm -hmm. like leading
0: people in a certain way but then I didn't have I'm like what does it look like like what do I want to do yeah and like all of those things I'm like this this feels like what I'm doing now feels very much like what I need to be doing right yeah you know like getting more into change management thinking about how do we get people to submit to change make a change stick with it um, what, what inspires change? Why do we want to do it? What prevents people from doing it? Like, uh-huh. I'm, I, I don't even understand like how it took me like that long to figure it out. Cause I think I've always been into this. Uh-huh. Like when I think about who I am fundamentally, always being a person who is asking about the who, what, why, and where, I've always been thinking about the inner workings of like everything. Uh-huh. But Because I never really wanted to do psychology in that way. That never really felt like a path. Mm -hmm. But now this feels like a path that I'm like, this can make sense. Yeah. And then now that we are doing this podcasting thing, I'm like, oh my God, this could be a thing. Mm -hmm. But also it's like the price tag yeah the price tag and not it's even time. like the money it's the time it's mm-hmm. the money it's the effort i'm just like God damn, they're only 24 hours in a day
1: yeah for sure
0: like how do you build the life live the life plan for the life all at the same time i know it's a struggle it's a struggle but it
1: wouldn't be worth it if we didn't struggle to get it and sacrifice to get it you know shout out to beyonce for letting us know about the struggles but somehow you get to the other side when you hit 40 allegedly
0: everyone (laughs) talks about this 40 thing and it, it truly is amazing because what beyonce also said in her post is like you think about like your 20s and you feel good and you feel great right like when you think about your 21-year-old self or your 25-year-old self when you're doing the work and when you're really committed to growing yourself, you feel the changes. You're like, you know, I feel more confident. I feel more settled in. Uh Um, There's a self-assurance that comes along with it, right? And then you get to your 30s or you hit 30 and you're like, shit. Something flips. Something, there is a switch. And you're just like, okay, yeah. This did not feel like 25. It didn't yep. feel like 28. Like 30 feels like this new experience. um, And this confidence in this very new way. Like you've shed the struggles of the 20s, the heartbreak, the brokenness, the uh-huh. everything. And you're like, you know what? I can sort of like relax a little bit. And then after that passes, you're just like, holy shit. Actually, now I got to go prepare for this next decade. Mm-hmm. It never stops. And this, this is like another set of grinding. It never
1: stops. It never stops.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So many lessons learned, right?
0: So many, so many lessons, lessons learned. learned. Yep. But we, what we want to really take in is the idea of if we keep going on the path that we're going, on the journey that we're making, we can make it to the other side of our sacrifice. Maybe. Some people never can, get there. We Some people might never get there. But you and I, we're mm-hmm. going to keep walking in that purpose of we want to get towards freedom. Indeed. We want to get towards liberation. Absolutely. And we have to continue, as difficult as it is, to accept the inherent sacrifice and all of the resiliency that we're building on the path towards getting there.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Snaps to that. Snaps to that. Well, this has felt like a beautiful episode, hasn't it? Yeah,
1: that was beautiful. I'm kind of impressed that I can actually snap.
0: (laughs) You do many things, including snaps, so that's good to know. Well, we're going to wind it down here, right? Thank you all for tuning in with us and joining us. I we hope that you got something from this or maybe not. or maybe it caused you to think, um, maybe, I don't know. There's an offering that you have as you've listened to the podcast and taken this journey. It kind of felt like a bit of journeying with us. I sure did. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, I hope you got a gift of something as you listen to us. Um, as always, thank you for joining and listening and, We'll catch y'all all the next time. Signing out here from two girls. And a
1: few thoughts.